Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. KWTX at 4 starts now. Happy Monday to you. I'm Justin Early here with Megan Boyd and meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. And we just saw that promo a second ago, the Making the Grade promo. Um, and I think a lot of parents have questions about school choice. And I know that Keisha Lopez did this report. Right. But you kind of have been on top of what it's all about. And we're using those, the words choice, not voucher. It's not a voucher, right? That's right. It's actually not a voucher. We have, um, by the way, just a whole Making the Grade investigative team right now. So I've done some reports in the past. Now Keisha's doing this next one. We have several other reporters on our team all looking into these different issues and yeah you talk about this thing of school choice it's referred to often as a voucher but you know you think about what a voucher means that's sort of like a coupon so this again issue is about taking public funds for private education so a voucher would be where the government hands you a coupon and you give that to the schools the private schools so that would essentially be sort of the government handing money directly to the schools that's not what's being proposed right now in the legislature it's actual dollars in people's banks so okay. school choice education savings account but Keisha's going to explain all of that tonight yeah. at 10. Yeah it'll be a good report it's good to get informed about all these kinds of things we need right. to know as taxpayers and parents for sure let's get to our daily four. President Biden and Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy are meeting at 4.30 p.m. our time, just a little less than 30 minutes, to discuss raising the debt ceiling with time running out just before that June 1st deadline. You know, the president cut his short or cut short his trip overseas to get back to the negotiating table in person here in the U.S. in Washington. Now, sources say the White House is now offering to keep spending flat from this year to next. Republicans say they want to increase defense spending while cutting everything else up to 22%. Whatever Biden and McCarthy agree upon has to make it past the Democrat Democrat controlled Senate. So what if it doesn't actually happen in time? A lot of very far apart views. Well, here's what could happen. This could impact every American in one way or another. We could see delays in Social Security payments, also food stamp payments, uh, federal employees paychecks, veteran benefits could be delayed. Financial to markets, they would certainly take a direct hit and millions of Americans could stand to lose their jobs and that could force the economy into a recession and we're already dealing with the inflation issue and the nation's credit rating could be lowered and borrowing costs could be increased even more than they already have been. So we've seen, um, you know, these, I guess the Fed, Federal Reserve raising interest rates already. So we'd see borrowing costs go up more and the nation's credit rating again could be lowered too. So these are not good things. We hope they can come to an agreement, but they, they're, they're far apart right now and they don't have a ton of time. I mean, even after they agree upon something, it has to make it all the way through the House. That's at least three days. It has to go right. to the Senate. I mean, it's going to be interesting. And that, that deadline is quick approaching. It's looming. What yeah. day is it? 23rd to I, 22nd? I think that sounds today? right. 22nd. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been that Worst all day. Way. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> it's been 22nd all day long. Good stuff. I like it. And yet, Social Security payments, I mean, for a lot of folks, that's all I get. You know, they have to get that paycheck or they're not eating. And right. so we, they really need to get, figure this out, and we hope that they do. That's a number two in our Daily Four. This one is all about reaching for the stars. A SpaceX rocket carrying former astronaut and three paying customers has reached the International Space Station. It is the second all-private mission ever to orbit 
at the outpost. The crew took off from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida last night. It reached ISS this morning and they will spend about a week aboard the space station conducting more than 20 experiments alongside existing crew members. Former NASA astronaut Peggy Whitson commanded the space flight, which is historic because she is the first woman to ever do so. And the paying customers included American John Schnaufner. I cannot say his oh, last no, name. It's, it's, close, close. <laughs> it's close. But he made his fortune actually in the international telecom business as well as two Saudi Arabians making one one of them also making history aboard this mission too. It was the first Saudi Arabian woman to make it into space. So that's a big deal right there. Uh, the AX2 mission is a partnership with the Axiom Space which Axiom's goal is to make these missions routine, offering more opportunities for people who are not professional astronauts to experience space. I know we've talked about this several times. It's kind of that uh, tourism in space, and they call it citizens in space sometimes. The question looms always, would you travel to space if the opportunity presented itself? I mean, I think if you had a legitimate reason to put that cash up and, and front it, you know, maybe for some major scientific venture, maybe, I don't know if there have been any meteorologists in space. I bet there have been at some point, True. but if not, would you go? Take me, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I always have like an adventurous side, but like, the more kids I have, the less like adventurous like, yeah, I get. Yeah. But I think I would still do it, maybe when they're a little bit older. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's cool. I would do it. Yeah, yeah. for no reason at all, other than it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, just for me, that the idea of being in that confined space that long, I don't think I could do it. I mean, for True. some folks, you know, and you go. A lot of people go through, you know, intense psychological evaluations to have these mm -hmm. kinds of jobs. And now for those who are paying to go. I don't know, I guess they have to go through some kind of testing because some people have real issues with those. Yeah, you can't just spaces. get on the bus back home, I guess. Right, if something you're, you're goes staying. Off there. <laughs> the bus isn't running like on every half hour basis. So yeah. Right, when you think about the G forces like um, on a roller coaster or anything mm -hmm. like that, you just magnify that even more so yeah. when you go up to space, that can make you sick. There's a lot of physical Ooh. impacts of going yeah. into space, too. Maybe I didn't think this through. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, honestly, I think that there there is a great payoff for those who do make the journey and good to see uh, two historic things. The first woman from Saudi Arabia and the first woman to command um, that that mission so yeah two different women that's pretty impressive Love making it. strides making strides <laughs> in space now to number three in our daily four well as we know fire is an inherent risk of any candle right but target is recalling nearly five million candles that can also cause lacerations the candles come in a glass jar and carry the brand name threshold those of us who shop at Target frequently know that brand That's very common, well. Yeah. <laughs> the retailer has gotten more than 100 reports of the jar breaking or cracking, and it's led to six injuries, including cuts and severe burns. So the affected products are five ounce single wick candles and three wick 14 and 20 ounce versions. So that's kind of a lot of their stock really at Target in the candle aisle, and they're gonna be returned to Target. You can return them for a full refund or the company will give you a prepaid label for people that would rather mm -hmm. just mail it back. But I mean, we've heard from some of our colleagues that they were at Target just this weekend and the whole shelf was empty. They Cleared pulled everything, yeah. yeah. Well, I, that coconut and honey, I'll tell you, I've had that candle Ooh. and it smells incredible. <laughs> and so I hope they fixed the jars because I want it again. I haven't been right. able to find it. 
obviously now I know the reason why, but yeah, it's good that they're taking precautions and being safe. Nobody wants to get burned or cut, so. Yeah. But but let's smell that candle again, just get that jar yes. ready to go. I've definitely bought That's those good. threshold candles. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the candles are not cheap, too. I feel like the right. more wicks you add, the more expensive the, more expensive the candle gets. And you said three wick, five wick candles. Three wick, so, yeah. 20 ounce candle. That's right. probably $40 right there. That's mm -hmm. gonna last you a while, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how stinky your house is, I guess. I was honored to go to number four in our daily four, and I love this. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he, he's been in our culture now for what, 40 years or something? Yeah. He's back in a new Netflix promo highlighting. I knew it. It's like you missed an opportunity <laughs> there, Justin. So you, but you guys chimed in. <laughs> uh, so he's going to be basically taking on a new role, dealing with the action on Netflix. So the Terminator, the Governator, if you want to call him that, he has a new position essentially in this promo as uh, with Netflix as their chief action officer. So take a look. No one loves action as much as I do. That's why I've accepted the big new job as Netflix's chief action officer. The explosions you asked for? Bigger. Oh, that's great. That's great. So in this promo, the former California governor introduced some of Netflix's upcoming action movies and shows, and that includes Extraction 2 with Chris Hemsworth. Also, a new season of The Witcher with Henry Cavill and Heart of Stone, which is a spy thriller with Wonder Woman star Gal Gadot. And the chief action officer is not the only role Arnold's taking on. He actually has a new show called FUBAR coming up to Netflix in just uh, three days, so March 25th. And he stars alongside Monica Barbero as a father and daughter who realize they both secretly work for the CIA. <laughs> that family needs to talk more at the dinner table, that's I think. Uh, they, they can keep secrets. So that's going to be a good one. He is just so synonymous with action movies and he's had so many like lifetimes in his career you know right. governor and you know rebooting you know terminator and then the original terminator and then being a bodybuilder just incredible yes. yeah you know the term chief action office uh -huh. officer um, kind of gives vibes from the office of the assistant to the regional right. manager. You know, <laughs> it does feel roles. a little bit like yeah. that, a made-up role, but if anybody could actually do it and it was real, you'd do it. Big action film star? Well, that's what I was, I was just thinking that. I was, when's the last time I saw an action film that wasn't mm -hmm. part of like a series, yeah. right? Because I feel like all the action movies now are part, based on the comics right. and things like that. So it might be good for him to be the chief action Officer, yeah, and bring action back. Yeah, bring some action back to Netflix. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's actually a genre of film that one of our directors taught me, and it's it's action and romantic comedy, and it's called Guns and Roses. Oh. That's the name of the genre. <laughs> so I think those rom-coms meets action. That's a good a good date night movie. Maybe there we'll see go. a few more of those. I think I saw too. Reese Witherspoon in one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was. Yeah, it was great. I know. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, of date nights, and coming up a new business in downtown Waco is letting the wine flow. We'll tell you all about Segovia Wine Bar in today's New Year You when we come back. Segovia, Spain is a historic city northwest of Madrid, but now you can find a taste of that rich culture right here in Waco. Joining us now is the founder of Segovia Wine Bar, Armando Fajardo, and co-owner Courtney Yates. I want to thank you for being here. All right, so Segovia, you know, that's it's brand new. Tell us where it's located and what it's all about. So we are located uh, right in the middle of downtown Waco, just a block from the silos, across the street from the Dr. Pepper Museum. We're at 300 South 6th Street, and we opened just right at the end of March. 
Awesome. What can people expect from the menu? We see you brought some things with you here today. Yeah, um, you can expect um, some traditional Spanish tapas, and there's a little spin on that. We put a little Texas twist on some of those things, since uh, a lot of our ingredients are coming from here locally. So, and to keep that tradition of Spain, I use the local ingredients. But some things we are importing in, like the serrano ham, um, and some of the other chorizos and the lomo smoked pork line that's all coming in, machego cheese, some other fine cheeses are all coming in from, from Spain that we import in. What do we actually have here right now? What's listed here on the, on the plate? So actually what we have here are some pinchos, um, and what that means is a spike has driven through it. That's where the name oh, comes oh, from. Okay. A little pinch. <laughs> yeah, right there. So we have a bonito tuna there, mm -hmm. and we have a salmon in the middle, okay. and then we have some jamón and machego on, on there yeah. on the left. And then some, I guess, just bruschetta? Yes. This right is uh, pan con tomate. Okay. This is, we do it the way that they typically do in northern part of Spain. Mm -hmm. So we kind of teach all how to do it whenever yeah. we're in our It's an oh, interactive yeah. experience. You rub the garlic yeah. on the toast and the tomato, then Ooh. mix the juice and sucks into the bread, some fresh flaky sea salt, and then some olive oil. We're learning skills. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. That's great. Yeah, for sure. Every local business has a story, right? Talk to us mm -hmm. about how you guys got started and what you're all about. Yeah. Well. We got started um, on my wine journey, so I've been training to become a sommelier, and we're getting close to get that certification. Um, so, uh, so drinking lots of Spanish wine has really took me down the path of what kind of foods go along with that, and of course Spanish tapas. And then, with it being our heritage, you know, mine being more Spain prominent, and hers some Portuguese, mm -hmm. so we've kind of just like this kind of makes sense. Let's let's do something to celebrate our culture, nice. our heritage. And so, for you to bring that, you know that heritage directly to Central Texas, directly to Waco. That must feel pretty good to know you're kind of adding to the culture even more. Yeah, we are definitely honored to be able to bring um, our culture to Waco. It's it's quite an experience to be able to share, you know, what what we are from mm -hmm. with the entire community. We are so privileged to be able to bring that in in such a diverse time here in town. So it's really cool. Very exciting. You know, the this idea of drinking a bunch of Spanish wine in your journey to get your sommelier license, someone would might say like, wow, you know, what a fun time. But can you kind of talk to us <laughs> about some of the nitty gritty things that come into getting that certification and, and what you're really studying? Yeah, so it's so much more than just drinking lots of wine. Right. That's, that's kind of the fun <laughs> part of it. Um, but part of our training is also we learn how to not to swallow all of it so, so we, we can taste a lot more. Mm -hmm. But what goes into that is just studying lots of the, the land um, where food comes from, where the wine comes from, how it's grown. How to pair those things together. It's, right. it's yeah, it's an experience. Right. And just, you know, trying to find what is going to pair well with these foods is it can be a challenge sometimes because you think, oh, this needs acid or this needs salt or there's mm -hmm. too much fat in this. What, what wine goes with that? And there's so many wines to choose from. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's kind of some guidelines to kind of do that. And that's what we try to do at Segovia. We're going to try to get you to have the wine, have a nice experience with the food that you're going to be tasting. Yeah. And speaking of the experience, you mentioned that we get to learn how to create new things essentially table side. What else sets it apart as far as the experience of coming into Segovia? I'm sure there are other things that make it unique with regard to the Spanish and then also Portuguese culture. Uh, I think what sets us apart is we are really focused on supporting local and so when we have, like for example, this wine here is a rose gold. It's not a Spanish wine, it's a French wine, okay. but it's made by a Texas winemaker. Who actually so, went to Baylor. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so supporting local and which I know a lot of businesses do in town, but just taking that we're a family business, we're family owned, operated, 
everything from the bar we built it you know with our family you know my dad helped build and put the stain on the bar and my brothers helped and put the plumbing and doing other different things like that so it was just a family operated owned business like other small businesses in town and that's what we are setting ourselves apart as we're not a chain we're not um, a franchise. big a franchise yeah, sure. mm -hmm. We talked a little bit technically about wine, but talk to us about what kind of customers you're looking for. You don't have to be a wine expert to come in, right? No, 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 not at all. We we would like to invite a whole variety of people to come in. You know, if you've never tasted wine, if you are like a level four sommelier, we want you to come and experience what we have to offer because it's not something that's been brought to Waco, and we're very, very fortunate to be able to bring this type of experience to town. So and I'm excited you guys great are Great chance to go to the grand opening June 1st. Oh, Tell yes. us about that. Yeah, we are so very excited for that. We're going to have live music. We're going to have a couple happy hour specials, and we just cannot wait for everyone to come by and see what we have. So, yeah. Yeah, just come and celebrate with us. We've been in our soft opening. We've been doing our menu testing, so we're going to have a little bit more expanded menu, mm -hmm. and hopefully some of these really nice wines that you see in front of you tonight. Yeah. Well, you have two customers, three if you count our producer. That's correct. She'll be there too while they come in to check it out. Thank you so much again for coming. We wish you the best of success, and yes. we will uh, enjoy this. And uh, this looks, it smells so good. <laughs> Thank you for yes. having yes. us. Thank you. Across from the Dr. Pepper yeah. Museum. That's right. Mm -hmm. Be right back.